Hey everyone, as an SLP, I'm certain that you are aware of ASHA and are a member of ASHA, but maybe you're just finishing your CFY or maybe you're a member of ASHA and don't really understand what the association is and what its purpose is. So I went ahead and put together a primer on our website to help you understand how ASHA works and what benefits you can enjoy from your membership and certification. The episode today a lot of the information is based off of that guide. So if you want to see the full guide, head over to utterlyfinancial.com backslash what dash is dash Asha. Again, that's utterlyfinancial.com backslash what dash is dash Asha. And you'll learn everything you've ever possibly wanted to know about the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to SLP Money, an in-depth conversation for speech, language pathologists, and private practice owners on how to break through to the next level of your career and business. Join your host, Craig Goldslager, a financial advisor and certified exit planner, as he shares strategies and stories that will help you become more financially confident and better invest your time and money. You can learn more and stay up to date at utterlyfinancial.com. Hey, SLP Nation. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about ASHA. And if you are an established SLP or just starting out as a speech language pathologist, I'm sure either way you're already aware of what ASHA is. And so most likely you get your annual bill and you sign up and become a member of this association. And you might be wondering, well, why am I paying for this every year? Why do I pay this annual membership? And is there anything else that I can do to get more value out of my annual dues. The purpose of today's episode will be to be talking about some of the overlooked aspects of being a member of ASHA. Before we get into the specifics as to ways to maximize your ASHA membership, I think it's important to just reiterate the importance of being a member of such a prestigious organization because they do set such a high bar for membership and accreditation. Licensure really does come down to an SLP meeting certain standards to ensure basic consumer protection. It's really also a mechanism for removing unethical and incompetent practitioners. Oftentimes on the podcast, we talk about building a team of professionals and having all these experts in their fields and their domains working with you for your personal and professional development and growth and just helping accomplish operations. So I, I liken it to having an accountant or a CPA with work with you to keep your books and file your taxes every year. You don't necessarily have to work with a CPA. You can have someone who's an accountant and experienced in filing tax returns do your preparation. But someone who's a CPA has gone through rigorous testing. They continue to do continuing age education credits. They uphold themselves to the highest ethical standards of the accounting profession. So the analogy in comparison to an SLP who is a member of ASHA and isn't, I think it's applicable to compare the two because someone who needs services can see someone who received a degree in speech pathology but may not necessarily be a member of ASHA. But if you're looking to work with someone who is the best in their respective areas and their fields, it certainly goes a long way by earning your C's and saying that you are an ASHA accredited SLP. So 
by chance, if you're not familiar with ASHA, one of the most interesting things that I think about the association is surely the size and magnitude of it. There are over 200,000 members of the association. And if you've ever been to the annual ASHA convention, surely you have some idea what I'm talking about. I was fortunate enough to attend my first conference last year in Orlando, and I could not believe the amount of people, vendors, staff, volunteers, all who go together to put the annual convention together. So it is one of the largest organizations and conferences that I've ever attended personally. And so one of the benefits for an association reaching hundreds of thousands of participants is that they receive economies of scale on many aspects of their operations. So for instance, back in episode two, we talked about four types of insurance that every SLP must have. If you head over to slhadvisor.com. It is an ASHA affiliated website that offers you the ability to sign up for some of those different insurances that we talked about. Most common SLPs will look to take advantage of is the professional liability insurance offered through Mercer. They call it their pro liability insurance. And I was actually having a conversation with Jenna Kasbon last week, the independent clinician and she told me, which I was not aware of, that the number one reason why SLPs are afraid to start their private practice or enter into private practice is because of fear of lawsuit. So when we hear about topics like professional liability insurance, that comes forefront and it helps protect you if entering private practice is one of your goals in life. And so the plan put together by Mercer through their pro liability insurance offers pretty high limits on incidents and aggregate information in case you are sued by a client or a parent. It does provide additional compensation should you enter into any HIPAA violations. We know how important it is to maintain client confidentiality for personally identifiable information or PII. So a lot of good resources and information provided by Mercer through their pro liability insurance. And if you are a member of ASHA, you receive a significant discount compared to what the market rate is for that insurance. So again, if you head to slhadvisor.com, you can look at other different types of insurances they offer as well. Things like disability income insurance plans or group term life insurance. So for the group term life insurance, you are able to apply for up to $150,000 of term life insurance coverage. Is that an appropriate amount of insurance to have? That's a question for you to discuss with your spouse, your family, etc. But I would say that it can serve as a foundational building block because there might be some reasons why you're not able to obtain life insurance on your own. So as part of a life insurance underwriting process, oftentimes you have to have a medical evaluation answer health questions. And so that's one of the benefits of association membership is that you can apply. It's a simplified underwriting process and you may be able to obtain insurance that you wouldn't be able to obtain on your own. You also have access to individual health insurance plans. And so maybe you're in between settings right now. Maybe you're thinking about switching from a hospital to a different hospital group or a hospital to a school setting. And so you need a short-term bridge and coverage for medical insurance. Maybe you weren't offered COBRA under your last job. So if that's the case, you can apply for something like short-term medical insurance. Or if you do want to get insurance on your own, maybe your employer does not provide the best coverage or coverage that's appropriate for your situation. You can head over to the marketplace through ASHA and apply for a more robust plan rather than something that's more of a short-term medical situation. You can also apply for other benefits like dental insurance, pet insurance, and group accidental death and dismemberment insurance. So all types of insurance that, as we've talked about several times on this podcast, 
really important to have and make sure that you have what's appropriate for your own financial situation. But ASHA does give you plenty of resources to go and again, build a baseline foundation for some of these types of coverage if you have not implemented any yet on your own. In addition to the benefits at the SLH Advisor website, what you can also do is there's a single sign-on through your ASHA login where you can go and find other benefits that are more lifestyle driven and in, they include more discounts on really hundreds of things that you'll use in your daily life. And so that includes office supplies, like there's an office depot discount membership, childcare settings, concert tickets, even new electronics like computers and TVs. So if you head over to your ASHA login, it is behind a single sign-on paywall. So once you log in, you can click through that link. We'll have that link in the show notes. And once you type in your ASHA credentials, you'll be able to go and actually log in and see all these different discounts that are available to you. So again, maybe you're doing some browsing or you're doing some shopping via Amazon or other online platforms. If that's the case, I would encourage you to check out the discounts that are available to you under these discount plans. Another great resource for being a member of ASHA is all of the free educational materials that you have access to. I'm sure every month in your mailbox, just like my mailbox at home, you get a copy of the ASHA Leader magazine. And that magazine itself is full of information, whether it's seeking job opportunities. Every month they highlight a specific topic, usually the cover article that'll talk about different topics. Maybe some months it's not aligned with your specialty, but it provides tons of information. It provides spotlights on certain SLPs, certain social media accounts to follow if you're looking to generate new ideas for your clients. And similar to the ASHA Leader, there's ASHA Leader Live, which is a blog that will send you recent updates from articles that were posted. And I find these articles to be really informative in the fact that they are SLPs in the trenches, whether it's clinical directors, therapists, sharing what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. And so whether that's learning teletherapy to deal with the times that we're currently living in or new treatment techniques and methodologies, or even if you have to make financially related decisions like the type of employment that's appropriate for you. Another critical component of taking advantage of your ASHA membership is the networking opportunities that different conferences and organizations within ASHA affords you. For instance, if As I mentioned, you have not been to the National ASHA Conference and being surrounded by 15 to 20,000 SLPs sounds intimidating to you. There are other smaller sized conferences that offer more intimate connections and relationships if you prefer to learn in that type of setting. So one other popular conference put on by ASHA is the annual ASHA Connect Conference. So that's a conference that's broken down into three specific tracks, depending on your career trajectory. That includes a schools track, a healthcare track, and a private practice track. So maybe you are a younger clinician and haven't decided if you want to specialize in one of those three arenas. You could attend some of each of the tracks classes. But if you're focused as a private practitioner or you are currently working in the schools and know you want to stay a schools-based clinician, you can focus on those tracks. There's also vendors. There's also other affiliates related to ASHA that present at the conference. One of the objections that I often hear from clinicians is the cost associated with attending conferences and the giving up days and maybe using PTO if I work for an employer. So fortunately this year, because of everything that's been going on with the coronavirus, ASHA Connect has moved online. So I encourage you to check out asha.org slash events slash connect to find out all the information about the ASHA Connect conference. 
and you'll be able to attend it virtually from your home. So if you can only attend some of the classes, maybe it's in between teletherapy sessions that you'll be looking to get some additional CEUs or just further your advancement and knowledge. I would highly encourage you to check out that conference. They say that they'll also have virtual networking rooms, so maybe you can branch off and speak with other clinicians based on your school's track, your healthcare track, your private practitioner's track, or some kind of combination, or maybe a generalist track as well. Along the lines of networking, another avenue I would encourage you to consider is joining a special interest group, or a SIG as the acronym, S-I-G. And so the purpose of special interest groups is to really further the advancements and encourage the diverse interests and needs of specific niches and specialties within the speech language pathology industry. And these special interest groups can range anywhere from being a school-based issues to audiology and public health and even swallowing and swallowing disorders like dysphagia. So if you are on a track to have a specialization or a certification or maybe be a board certified specialist in some advanced degree, it behooves you to join a SIG for many reasons. One, you affiliate with others that are interested in that specific area. So you might learn best practices. You might learn marketing techniques. If you're, You might even start your own practice with another clinician based on the specialization that you have. So I'm going to drill down a little bit deeper uh, and use one example of a SIG to explain why there's so much value in joining one. So I'm going to take SIG number 13, Swallowing and Swallowing Disorders, and focusing specifically on dysphagia. And so when we talk about SIGs, each one has a specific mission. And the mission of SIG 13 is to provide leadership and advocacy issues in swallowing and swallowing disorders and to serve affiliates who evaluate and manage individuals with swallowing and feeding disorders across their lifespan by supporting professional development, research, education, and communication necessary for the highest quality services. So why is that important? Just as we mentioned the difference between an accountant and the CPA, if you really want to focus your career path on dysphagia, you should consider receiving a specialty certification, something like the Board Certified Specialist in Swallowing, the BCSS. That just gives you the advanced degree and expertise to really focus on that specialty. A lot of times people are afraid to focus on a specific niche, but I would argue that focusing on a specialty gives you such an advantage over the competition. For instance, I have a really bad ankle. I was in a traumatic accident uh, about 12 years ago, and so when I need to receive treatments on my ankle or follow-up visits, I go see a podiatrist or an ankle specialist. I'm not going to go see a cardiologist or a neurosurgeon. I need someone who has expertise in the ankle, the foot, to make sure that my injury is healing and that if I have any specific issues, that's what they devote their practice to. Similarly, if you focus on dysphagia, you'll be pleasantly surprised on how many people suffer from that communication disorder and need your help And there's so many resources available to help improve your education around dysphagia assessments and treatments and efficacy in regards to certain treatments. So there are plenty of resources available to you. You can follow certain individuals who are prominent within the dysphagia community. That includes Teresa Richard and her team at the Medical SLP Collective. She also has a wonderful podcast called Swallow Your Pride where she dives deeper into the issues that SLPs face when working with patients with swallowing disorders. 
So you get to hear on the front lines, SLPs, in addition to Teresa, who are working on a day-to-day basis with these patients. So you learn best practices, new evidence-based practice and theory put into actual practice. So tremendous resources available to you. And I would encourage you to build these relationships. And it starts by joining a special interest group. So we talked about the importance of attending national conferences, whether it's large, like the National Convention, smaller size, like ASHA Connect. But there are also conferences and associations that you can join to focus on specializations. Through my own networking at several conferences last year, I kept encountering SLPs who were members of the International Association of Orofacial Myology, the IAOM. And this association is specifically for SLPs who want to focus on becoming a COM or a Certified Orofacial Myologist. And for those clinicians who I met who have that certification, they have unbelievably long waiting lists. They have caseloads in which they need to continue hiring clinicians for their private practices. This is a really high in demand specialization. And so to become an expert in orofacial myology and become certified, you become a member of this association, the IAOM, and you go through their rigorous training in order to become the expert in that field. And so why it's so important to get certified, not just focus on maybe orofacial myology, but to become a certified orofacial myologist, it really shows the dedication that you are learning as much as possible in this specific field. So if I, I brought up the example earlier about my ankle and that I want the best of the best in regards to podiatry and ankle treatment. If someone does have an orofacial myofunctional disorder, they're going to want to speak to a COM. And so, again, focusing on a narrow field, it may take you years to develop your expertise and even decide on which track you want to go and where you want to specialize. But if you do become a certified orofacial myologist, that's where you start networking and meeting all of these other professionals. So if you go and start your own private practice or go work for another private practitioner, that's where you start meeting other people. So you can start networking with maybe it's a dental hygienist or a dentist or a physician who needs to refer one of their patients to an SLP who focuses on orofacial myofunctional disorders. So that's bringing the networking full circle, where if you are the expert in your community within this specific field, that's how you network with the doctors and the dentists. And you also meet them at these conferences, like the IAOM annual conference. So it might behoove you to attend that conference as opposed to maybe the ASHA national conference. But again, it all starts with developing and diving deep into learning what you are passionate about in regards to speech and where you want to devote your energy. So you might be thinking, well, you know what, Craig, I don't have the budget to travel nationally or internationally to some of these conferences, or I just finished my CFY and I don't even know which niche or or if I want to specialize, or maybe I don't even know if I want to be in the schools or hospital system yet. So ASHA does a wonderful job of sponsoring state level associations in which you can start building networks within your own towns and your own communities and your counties and state. So each state, again, has its own affiliation with ASHA. And these local chapters really provide you with the people you need to know in regards to government agencies, specific state associations, the regulatory agencies of your state. ASHA does appoint a state liaison to each state so you can get additional guidance in regards to how ASHA supervision covers your state. 
the characteristics of licensure laws. Some states have reciprocity, some don't. So if you're thinking about maybe relocating from one state to another, do you have to get certified in the new state? Does your old state carry through with the licensure? All things that can be devoted and find more information about on your local chapter's site within the ASHA website. So each state chapter of ASHA does have an annual conference as well. So if you're thinking that you want to start building new networks within your state or within your county, it may make sense to attend that conference instead of the national conference. And so you'll rub elbows with a lot of private practitioners in your area, other SLPs who maybe are within a few years of you. So you can rub elbows and talk about experiences and learn what they did to focus on a niche and get their expertise. You'll also encounter a lot of local vendors. So maybe it's a staffing agency in your area if you're looking for a change within your organization and where you're working. Or maybe it's a specific school district that you want to work for. They most likely will have a representative there as well. So the benefit of being an ASHA member is that you will receive a discounted ticket price for attending. So maybe it costs you 50 to 75% less for attending. You can buy a one-day ticket. You can buy a three-day ticket. But I would highly encourage you to attend your state's conference next year. It's a tremendous resource to find more information about what's going on locally. And again, networking to take your career to the next level. So to conclude today's episode, remember, we're all about taking action here on SLP Money. Commit to attend one conference in the next 12 months. I mentioned earlier that ASHA Connect has moved virtual, so you consider it attending that one. Maybe one of your states has decided to move their conference virtually as well. So go to the ASHA website backslash events and look at their calendar for the next 12 months and commit to putting something on the calendar again to enhance your networking capabilities. Action item number two, check out the special interest groups on the ASHA website and do more research on one of the 19 different SIGs that you can join. And I would encourage you to join one within the next 12 months. When you get your annual ASHA certification and renewal in the mail, they'll ask you, do you want to join a special interest group this year? Do your due diligence now so that way when your renewal comes through, you have the opportunity to sign up for one. And for all the reasons we talked about on today's episode, you'll really be able to enhance your career, start networking, and meeting more people. Number three, join an association or a sub-association of ASHA within the next 12 months as well. That could be the IAOM that I talked about earlier. If you're a private practice owner, you could join APSPA, which is the American Academy of Private Practice in Speech Pathology and Audiology. And so one of the caveats of that association is you have to be a private practice owner to join. So who better to learn from than your peers if you are a private practitioner? You, if neither of those interest you, maybe you want to join your state chapter of ASHA. and Maybe you want to re run for the board or a subcommittee. Again, it's all about networking. And yes, you will continue to enhance your knowledge as an SLP. You'll get your CEUs. But I would encourage you to start networking with other individuals, especially if you do want to devote your career to a specific specialty or niche at some point in your career. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to check out our website at utterlyfinancial.com for more information. And I look forward to talking with you all again soon. You've been listening to SLP Money hosted by Craig Goldslager. Want even more ideas on how to make smart financial decisions? Head on over to the Learning Center at utterlyfinancial.com, where you'll find more information for SLPs and private practice owners. While there, you can also schedule a complimentary 30-minute consultation with Craig. 
If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which will help more people discover SLP money. Thanks so much for listening. Materials discussed is for general and informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investing advice. While the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individuals' situations may vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual and professional advice. Craig Goldslager is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 2 South Biscayne Boulevard, Suite 1740, Miami, Florida, 33131, 305-371-6333. Securities, products, and financial services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Utterly Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Craig Goldsliger does not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to speech-language pathologists and private practice professionals. California Insurance License 0K78754-2020-94900, expiration 0222.